were featured prominently everywhere. I, I featured them prominently on the stream. I just thought I'd ask. I didn't think anyone knew they were there. Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What the not nice! There's a giant hit! You hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Penguins, it was perfect. Perfect. Down to the last minute details. Well, not perfect. They did allow the one goal, but it was close. Before we talk about the game, let's talk about who was there. Costa and Patricia Burikas. And I, I, I think I butchered your name and I'm sorry. You know them as the Leafs from this meme where they take a picture and they look happy and then they're not happy. And the reason they weren't happy is they were at a game where the Leafs were getting completely destroyed by the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken because the Leafs had a few stinkers in Pittsburgh in this clump of time, but this was the game where the Leafs let Casimir Kaskiswell play his first NHL game and just completely hang him out to dry. Everyone remembers Marc-Andre Fleury making that huge save on Nick Patan in that Vegas game, but this game in Pittsburgh, the game right before it, this was the game where I think for sure the organization was like, all right, we're firing Mike Babcock. Whether it was that game or not, the fact that we as a fan base were looking at those two and just going, hey, remember this? My brain went, yeah, how come? That was before COVID. I didn't know there were things that were before that. Dude, things that happened just before COVID, like less than six months before COVID hits like North America in a big way, were forever ago and recent. And I just want to say, I'm glad to see them and that they're doing okay. Now, real quick. Wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. You have a hunch that your team is gonna play probably their best game of the season? Well, you can do it before the game, live in play, or on one of their many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Visit sportsinteraction.com SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com SDPN. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I think this just needs to be one of those videos where I gush. Like, I just, I just completely gush about the team. I said it on the stream. If you watched Watch Hockey Night in Canada with Steve Dangle on the Sportsnet YouTube channel, or if you saw my Coke commercials, I know times are wild, you'll know that I said, uh, I, I have no notes. Like, dude, the one goal the Pittsburgh Penguins scored was kind of fluky. It was nice from Ricard Raquel or whatever, but it was kind of fluky. It's a weird bounce that he just happened to capitalize on. Some might argue that he should have had one earlier because of the early whistle from the ref, but I'm fairly certain you can't score a goal while lying on top of a goalie. But start to finish, this game was a hair short of perfect. So let's talk about it. There was only one goal in the first period and it happened 40 seconds in. And man, the Leafs really caught the Pittsburgh Penguins sleeping. It's a back-to-back -back and Leafs can't complain about it because basically every team has a back-to-back -back because the NHL is terrified of the NFL. But the Leafs back-to-back on the road, both games looked sharp. Penguins, on the other hand, I, I gotta say, I wasn't 
ready to push the panic button on the Pittsburgh Penguins? After this game, if I was a Penguins fan, I might be. Because forget that they weren't able to complete anything in the offensive zone, uh, like could not connect a pass, couldn't get through the neutral zone, couldn't get the puck into dangerous positions. Dude, they were defensively abysmal tonight. Dude, look at this. This is the first line change of the game. There's Austin Matthews uh, along the boards there at the center ice line. He's to the right of the McDonald's logo. And he's got the puck. I can't tell who that is right next to the Penguins bench, but look at Sidney Crosby! Look at him! Look at how casually he's skating off! He's nowhere near the bench! Nowhere near! This is Matthews past to Marner! Look! Look at this! This is the worst line change I think I've ever seen! Mitch Marner with my go-to NHL 23 move because he actually has the time and space absolutely pants Casey to Smith, like the unreal move, buries it, and it's sweet 16 for Mitch. He scores to give himself points in 16 straight, and even when they're on the ice for like five seconds total, Matthews and Marner, still a dangerous combination. The Leafs up 1-0 40 seconds in. After that, Sidney Crosby took all that energy that he saved on the first line change of the game and expended it by kicking the ever-loving heck out of the boards. Now, I haven't seen an update, and I'm shooting this video like I'm not going to wait around for it, but I, I want to know if he's hurt because he left this game, he left the first period twice. The first time he left for about eight or nine minutes and then he also left uh, like early for intermission. I don't know if he was injured. I think he might've like broke his boot. Like I, he kicked the crap out of the boards from the bench. That was bad, man. Worst line change in human history. And the Penguins answered back a bit in the ensuing minutes and they had a few chances. They missed the net on all of them. And then a moment happened where I looked at the shots and I'm like, it's 10-4. And it just sort of kept going and going and going. And by the end of the first period, it was 17 to five. That is an immaculate period where the Leafs kicked the Pittsburgh Penguins up and down the ice in Pittsburgh. You know what I said on the stream is Pittsburgh, a veteran team. You got to go into that intermission and go, you know what? We played like crap in that first period, but we fell asleep at the wheel for just 40 seconds there. And that's the difference. It's still a one goal game. It doesn't matter that we got outshot by more than triple. It's a new period. We're only down by one. We're one shot away. Ironically though, in the second period, the only period in which the Penguins were not outshot, it was their worst one. Remember I showed you how wide open Mitch Marner was? Well, Mitch Marner, again, this time playing playmaker, he goes for a puck battle with Chris Letang. Now their feet get caught up. You can say whether or not it was on purpose or it should have been a trip. It wasn't called and Marner gets the pass off. And the reason he gets the pass off is because Pontus Holmberg! I know he's new, but he's number 29 in the game notes. Someone! And it was, look at Engvall falling! How don't you have this guy? And Malkin goes, oh shoot, someone should get him. And he makes that adjustment just in time to screen the actual daylights out of Casey to Smith. Snipe from Pontus Holmberg. It's 2-0 Leafs. Now I love this from Sheldon Keefe, the Sheldon Keefiest of quotes. Sheldon Keefe on the play of Pontus Holmberg says, as a rookie, they always try to go through tape about what they can show players to improve their mistakes. In Holmberg's case, I can't find a mistake. Dude. I really hope they hit with this guy. Early returns are they definitely hit with him, but I need it so bad. I don't know how to explain it to you, but I'll try. It is a deliciously dorky draft pick. Dude, Holmberg is a sixth round pick from 2018. 
156th overall. And it wasn't even the first year that Pontus Holmberg was draft eligible. Oh, well he would, must have been absolutely amazing. Not really, no. He was about a point a game for Vasteres in the Swedish Junior League, but he only played two SHL games and nothing happened. He didn't score, he didn't get an assist, he didn't get nothing. And it should be mentioned that those games where he was a point a game for Vasteres, he played 12 games. But then after that season, after the year he was drafted, he never played another game in Swedish Junior. He played for Vasho in the SHL four seasons and he got better and better and better and better each season. Four points in six games with the Marlies last year, a little taste. Then with the Marlies this year, he played a cup of coffee, he was fine. We saw in the preseason, Keith saw in the preseason, this guy's good. And I gotta move on, but we, we gotta talk about Holmberg a little bit later in the video because this guy's good. Speaking of good, this play that happened 55 seconds later. Michael Bunting, good battle in the corner. Austin Matthews, good battle behind the net, winning the puck. And he wins the puck in that puck battle and that makes him eligible to send a pass. Now, he cannot send a very good pass though if no one is open. Who's who's open? Who should he give it to? William Nylander forms the Bermuda Triangle, except it's made exclusively of penguins! Dude, Crosby's on the ice for that one, Gensel's in the slot, he was minus five last time the Leafs and Penguins played. This is the third goal the Leafs scored on the Penguins, and I don't think there was a Penguin within 10 or 15 feet of any of the three goal scorers so far. And that is how we go to second intermission and then the third period. Now, I gotta admit, when the Penguins did finally score, I was a little worried. At the end of the day, it's Eric Shelgren net, and I, I, I think he's perfectly capable. I do. I do! I don't have to talk myself into that. I do. I mostly do. Uh-oh! Cracking the armor. I do. But not only do the Penguins score, they get a stupid one. Leafs are actually defending the Penguins pretty well. A puck goes off of Engvall's skate, and Ricard Raquel, I mean, to his credit, this puck shouldn't have come to him, and he was ready when it did. Places a shot perfectly. Shulgren has like a microsecond to even figure out what's going on. It's behind him. It's 3-1. The Penguins are back in this game. Pressing and they're pressing and they're pressing! What did I keep saying during the stream? You, you can answer that question if you watched! Watch Hockey Night in Canada with Steve Dangle on the Sportsnet YouTube channel. What I kept saying, greedily, because I should have just said, I want the Leafs to win, however. But what I actually said is I want this first line, this Matthews, Nylander, Bunting line, to keep cooking. They had the one good goal, can we get two? This play was magical from all three of them. Super early in the play, but the play doesn't happen without it. Penguins try a cross-ice pass, I think this was to get it to the point, but Nylander gets his stick down, cuts it off, and Bunting is able to take it up the ice. As he takes it up the ice, Evgeny Malkin wants the puck. Does this look like a hold to you? It does. Well, actually, I don't know, you could argue Malkin is holding Bunting and Bunting is holding Malkin. I mean, this one is Malkin with both hands wrapped around Bunting's bottom hand. Look at this! Hero pose! Fights off another penguin! He gains the blue line! Look at this kid go! He falls down from his side! Whacks at the thing! And this is the amazing thing. Matthews saw Michael Bunting lying down. And even though he saw that, rather than scamper back and like get back into, oh, I need to defend now, he stands in front like, we're gonna bury here, boys! That slap pass ends up on Matthew's stick. He snipes it on the forehand, five on five. Matthew's scored five on five on the forehand. That's how snake bitten he's in. He's been, that he's, that, that's even, Noteworthy! But here he is! Look at this happy guy! Look at him how happy he is! That's a big selly. You know what that is? That's a problem for the rest of the league. Someone asked me during the stream if I thought Matthews was gonna score 40 this year, given the way he's played. 
And I was like, well, okay, he's got nine goals in 22 games. What's he, what's he on pace for? And the answer was between 33 and 34 goals. Now that he's got 10 in 23, he's on pace for at least 35. Dude, Matthews has been on like the coldest 20 game streak of I think his entire NHL career? And he's like still gonna score at least 40. He's gotta be hot for like a couple weeks or a month and he's gonna crush it. But when I saw that Selly, just the weight lift off of him, I thought, okay, okay, the next little while could be really fun. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a fun Christmas. That whole line, man. Like Willie has been playing fine, but I just felt his swagger falling down. Matthews, he's still been making some plays and getting his cookies, but not the cookies he's used to. And Michael Bunting, fascinating player for me. I don't think we're talking enough about him. Earlier in the season, I'm not gonna lie, I thought he was playing pretty poorly. Recently, I think Bunting has been playing excellently, but he's been snake-bitten. He, he could have had a goal in this one. Bunting could have six or seven goals over the last, like, three, four games. This was a game where he showed what he had last year. He's not necessarily the most high-end talent in the world, but the talent is there, and the work ethic overcomes. Absolutely fantastic stuff from that line, and I really like Yarncroke with Tavares and Marner so far. Let's keep it cooking! That's how the game ends, for crying out loud! 4-1! It's as perfect a game as the Leafs have played this season. Question. This isn't a question, it's a stat there from Nick D'Souza. Toronto's top four tonight at five on five. Rasmus Sandin, 68.46 expected goals. Justin Hall, 66.59. Mark Giordano, 61.39. And Timothy Liljegren, 59.63. None were on for a goal against at five on five. Another impressive night for these four. Dude, it's heroic from all of them. Mark Giordano is 39, basically doing charity work for the Leafs. How did they get him to sign a two-year deal worth basically nothing? Justin Hall has easily been playing his best hockey of the season. Some of his best hockey is a Leaf. Like, this reminds me of the Justin Hall that we saw in that three-game series against Edmonton during the Canadian bubble season. Timothy Lilligren uh, basically decided to come off of uh, hernia surgery and play the best hockey of his career. And Rasmus Sandin, who started absolutely abysmally and you could argue got worse, is playing his best hockey of the season by far maybe the best hockey he's played in the NHL. Here's a question. Has Pontus Holmberg made Alex Kerfoot expendable? No, I think Alex Kerfoot has made Alex Kerfoot expendable, unfortunately. He, dude, he makes 3.5 and he's got, what, 7 points? Sheldon Keefe is doing a great job, but like, I, I'm not sure how you justify that player on the second power play. I mean, dude, Engvall's on that power play too. What's going on? I think maybe what's going on is the bottom six just isn't scoring much. Except Pontus Holmberg is starting to. Listen, through Kerfoot's slump, we've seen him at center a few times. I've never really been in love with him at center, and this year even less so. The fact that they have Holmberg to add to Camp, and obviously Tavares and Matthews, that's a really nice one, two, three, four, and you have four dedicated centers instead of doing this mishmash of guys who can play wing and center. So for me, Holmberg's positive play, it's not about making Kerfoot expendable because they play on a line together now and Holmberg's been fine and Kerfoot's been a part of that. I I think any good Leaf performance makes the Leafs better and Kerfoot's on the Leafs. Would I trade him? Yeah, I would, but you know, I'm trying to be positive. Did you get tiny Coke cans this week because of the struggle to open the tiny Coke bottles? No! Me Maybe. Last, we have a question from Cliff. Bunting! No question, just bunting!
scoring! Also, Poppy is pretty good at scoring. You made a lot of great points there, Cliff, and what I appreciate is that you use numbers to back it up. You know what? Uh, honestly, that game was perfect. It was perfect. They're a top five team in the league. We agree that it's been a weird path to get there, but now they're top five and kind of dominating teams. Like, what? Are, are these guys just good? After the way they started, they're really doing this again. You're the weirdest team in the world, dude. And I love you for it. That is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends to also subscribe. I'm so close to 197,000 subscribers, which means I'm really close to 200,000 subscribers. Let's get there.